What's up, homie? Not much. We're far away. Yeah, we are. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It is. It's too far. <laughs> now I feel like I'm interrogating you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you do to that component? <laughs> Should I just open it? Yeah, Should let's just, just get it? started. Okay, let's get right into it. Cool. I've been working on this. I've been working on an app that's a. Um, do you know what stable diffusion is? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I actually don't know what it is. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's a AI tool for generating artwork. So you give it uh, a string, and it gives you back an image. Okay, so panda in space or something mm-hmm. like a panda in space. Yeah, like, okay. exactly, exactly. That the hello world is always like an astronaut on a on a horse on yeah, Mars, yeah, yeah. something like that. So, um. It's all like command line. And so uh, one of the things you run into is you're just like, you know, it's hard to edit the command line. Like you're like hitting up, you're changing things, you're rerunning, you're getting like these outputs. It's just hard to keep track of everything. So I made a web app. Oh, course, cool. like, like what any web developer would oh, do. Nice. I made a web app to, to manage it, to run it. Uh, which is, you know, it turns out like web browsers are really good at displaying images. Yeah. So it works out really, really well. Wow. Cool. What'd yeah. you make it with? Next 13. Oh, nice. Yeah. Server components, Next 13, Prisma, which oh. I, I'm digging Prisma okay. with, with Next 13. Nice combo. Uh, one of the cool things though is I've just been putting animation everywhere because of the frame of motion course. Like it, I was thinking about this and this isn't just like an ad. Like this is true. Yeah. Adding animation is like almost as easy as like adding CSS. Yeah. Like imagine you didn't know CSS and you looked at a beautiful website. You'd be like, I can't do that. Like I can't add color to a web page. But like you never think that. Right. Because you know CSS. Right. Right. It's and like the first time you learn it and you realize you can just open dev tools on like, so on like apple.com. Yeah. And yeah. Change just, things. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm kind of feeling that way with, with the frame or motion stuff. You know, there's a few things like every time I make a list, I just wrap it in animate presence and right. I do an exit animation. And like my default exit animations are opacity and then scale from like one to like 0.9. Right, right. And it's just right. really nice. It just shrinks and fades out. Right. Uh, so I thought that was. That's cool. That was really cool. That's good. Pulled the image gallery in there. Tweaked it a little. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of cool. Like when you actually have a whole bunch of images you oh, want to cool. go through. Yeah. What do you save? Like your history of like queries or something? Yeah. I save oh. all the images and outputs. So sorry. Are you using Hasura? No, you're not. No. You're no, just. This is what are you running local. your database on? Oh, you haven't like deployed I'm using it using SQL Lite. Okay. With uh, Prisma. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you haven't deployed it yet? No. But no. you could. Well, so it runs on a Mac. Because the stable diffusion stuff oh, okay. is written for the 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 one you're that running I'm using. stable diffusion locally. You're not hitting an API. You're not using like a service. I'm basically I have a Swift app that I pass all. Yeah, <laughs> my first Swift app. Apple Apple published a, oh. a Swift app in a Swift library for running all this stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, so I've been in there tweaking stuff. All the tweaks I've made have been like there's some gnarly like. Uh, it was like core ML code that yeah. I have not touched, but like I've like changed like parameters and stuff like that. Wow. So um, what do you have like an, an, an API route that like calls a shell command? Yeah, something? exactly. Oh, exactly. So I want to make the Swift app a web server. Okay. Which I can do. Yeah. And then, but for now I'm just, yeah, shell command. Are there any services you can hit with like fetch? 
there are not necessarily that there the are, but, this, but dude, the M1 like the services are too slow. Oh, so the the M1 you can just spit out. That's cool. Yeah. So you can like and you can await it. Yeah, it's, you're gonna wait it, dude. It's awesome. So you don't even have to pull or anything like that. I do pull for the front end. So, so I think in like next API routes, they want you to finish in like 30 seconds. Serverless, yeah, yeah. constraints. So, even though on your own computer, yeah, it won't could matter. But you're just trying it. to. I also want to like. I have a whole process that basically watches it. So you start generating a new image. You write a bunch of data to a database, and then I have a process that reads from that database and then fires off swift code and from there then the swift code comes back uh and writes back to the database do you start running the swift code on like chunks of the image or something or you they, wait until you, the image is done the swift code takes a text and oh, the gives text. you back an got image you and gives okay, you back an you. image so then i feed that the okay. image back into the database this is cool man yeah it's it's fun man it's it's been a really really fun app to work on. that's fun and with a lot of images yeah. well, i guess i guess i should say this first is that stable diffusion is like it is not like it does it doesn't just give you what you want you have to generate hundreds of images and you'll, for the same input for the same input okay and you'll get like i don't know four or five like really good ones Let's say you generate like 400 images, you'll get like four or five really good ones. And then maybe like 40, like, okay ones. Like, okay, yeah, I could work. You. I could work with that. They'll have like arms growing out of their legs or something. Yeah. Stuff like <laughs> you can like do a good job at eliminating that stuff, but just something's like, it's a little blurry or yeah. a little too detailed. Default levels IO on Twitter. Yeah. You know yeah, how he's yeah. been doing the avatar stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like me pats myself on the back, really getting this model right. And then he shows like a picture of a girl in a bikini with like her front side facing this way and her butt <laughs> showing yeah. in the wrong way. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anyway, so, so okay, yeah, you, some you, trial get, and error. you get a lot of like you're generating like a picture of an office and like I don't know, like half of it is just like broken. Yeah. It's just broken. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like stuff falling out of the wall. It's blurry. <laughs> Tree growing out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a scene from Inception or something. <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of there's a lot of let me basically like a scrub through a hundred images okay. and delete the ones I don't want as quickly cool. as possible and keep like say save and maybe tag the ones I like. And I also have a thing where I can like regenerate them. So if I get an image that's like 95% of the way there, I can take the like the exact inputs that went into that image. So there's like some random. So are you randomizing? Okay, are you randomizing they, inputs? Uh yeah, so you give you give stable diffusion a, a seed, and every time in your version when you generate a new thing, you seed it. You it's seed just like it. Faker. You could seed exactly. it, and then you can choose the seed if you want to reproduce it. Exactly. Oh, cool. And then you can also like you can tell it not only give me a seed, but give me back a bunch of different generations from that seed. Okay. And then like I really like generation sixty four. Okay. So let me just focus in on that one. This and was a, this was a that Swift one. code that I had to modify. Okay, like cool. let me dig in on that. So, uh, kind of reminds me of my brother's, like, have you ever seen his artwork before? Nate's artwork? Yeah. The strange attractor stuff. No, no, it's, no. It's a similar kind of thing where, like, it's a class of mathematical function that's very sensitive to, like, initial parameters. And so the way he would create the art would be, like, to start with a model, generate a bunch, pick one that's pleasing. It has, like, a, rel- like a uniform distribution, takes up a lot of percentage of, like, the, the panel. And then he would go from, start with that and then start tweaking that one. Th- that's, that is exactly what this process is. So I use one of the places where I use animation and frame or motion is, is as I'm scrubbing through mm-hmm. all those photos, mm-hmm. I have like just keyboard shortcuts mm-hmm. so I can go next, mm-hmm. delete, 
and I can cool. just power through. Oh, cool. And this, this is the thing when, when I was before I had the web app and I'm just using the CLI, it's like very hard oh. to do that. Cause like, is that what led to the creation of the web app? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Cause you're opening up Finder, you're like hitting space for preview. You're like, I kind of like that one. You're like, Oh crap. What was the, what was a prompt? Like what, what was the seed? What was the, uh, which image was that from like the, the group of the group that the seed generated? So web app tracks all that. Very delete, cool. Tag. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been fun. And the, it, I'm telling you, man, the animation stuff makes is it, like, it's a game changer. It's one of those examples so cool. of like the UI makes some turn something into like an actually use, usable interface, like a use, usable piece of software for this purpose. Whereas yeah. even though, you could say the terminal app has the same functionality. It's it's enabled a completely different workflow. Oh, it's to the point where like the terminal app, I'd like maybe generate like a batch of a hundred images, yeah. and this I'm like, okay, I'm going to generate like two thousand images, and then I'll come back and just fly through. That's them. So, so cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. I love that. Um, just little things with the animations. Like if I'm keeping an image, I kind of just scroll it off the screen. But when I delete an image, I like push it down. Oh, off nice. The bottom of the screen. So just like that's yeah, awesome. Fun little thing. So. Anyway, I ran into a bunch of like, just like, I don't know how to animate these things. So I wanted to ask you and I just wanted to kind of provide all that context yeah. for, for what we're working on. So before you put me on the spot, yeah, here we go. It's a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one of, one of the things with frame or motion that's like really easy to do is like, if I know that I'm animating something from like this part of the screen to that part of the screen, it's just super easy. Like just it's just a continuous animation from like point a to point b mm -hmm. uh but what about if like those values are constantly updating so um this came up in two spots one is like i have a progress bar mm -hmm. and so the progress bar for stable diffusion when you first start running it it's a little inaccurate but after a few seconds it starts to get accurate so how do i like animate like if i told you right now it's like one percent and then two seconds it's three percent and then two seconds it's six percent like how do i animate that because of what like say my animation is i don't know like it's a linear animation mm -hmm. um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like what's the duration that i use mm -hmm. if i use a constant duration mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the, from one second to two seconds right it's gonna go like this but then it's gonna go faster right. because we just went from two to six so there's more distance that's traveling yeah, yeah does that yeah. make sense yep <clears throat> um, I would do something, I would just copy what other folks do. Um, I think Google and maybe some others call that like indeterminate loading state. There's it's something of an indeterminate loading state, I guess. Or if you're installing an app, you might know it's 30% done, but you don't know, you know, how long, um, it, t it takes, or if the amount of time from zero to 30 is going to be the same from 30 to 60. It's like, it's close enough that it's really good for ballparking yeah but okay it's not so, exact yeah so then a couple of things just thinking off the top of my head first you could just jump to the percentages like, that's what that's actually what okay. i ended up doing but okay. i don't like it because the rest good. yeah the rest of the app it's has like, all these nice it kind animations of the immersion and then you of it. see yeah you yeah. see the progress bar it's and like it the just, one thing that should be animated. yep you know there is um there's also like when you see loaders like this on like install screens on like mac the bar itself shows that something's happening, even if the edge of the bar is changing like this. So that is another idea 
where there's like a pulsing happening uh, and, and the then bar. it's just the length that changes. It, okay. But no, you could just animate the, you can just animate the, the distance and you can just divide the change in percentage. So you have like, basically maybe you would, you, you would drop down to like the animation controls because that makes it pretty easy to change things like the duration mm -hmm. and the percentage without trying to keep it all declarative, yep. which is fine. So you have like an effect that watches the, the, or a callback on chunk received or progress received. And then you have your controls that you got from use animation. And then you just say animate dot start. It uses, it's like stateful in the sense that it's going to start off with whatever the X, like the width percentage, I'm guessing you're doing width. Yeah, exactly. So you have, so the current bar is like width 20% and you say, you have controls dot start and then you pass an object with width 30 it'll go from 20 to 30 mm -hmm. and then you can also pass in the the, the transition and then so as part of dot start so i would just do like um and like i you can either ballpark it or you know you could just say you could just say let's say it takes about um 20 this thing takes what 10 seconds the whole 0 100 30 seconds for, for one image 30 uh, seconds 20 seconds 20, 20 seconds so yeah. just do 20 times begin minus end you know so if it's 10 it's 10 you know one ten yep. times 20 and then just throw that in for the duration and then i would probably use a linear you know mm -hmm. type tween ease linear um and then it'll just it'll just move that time and then if it gets there and there hasn't been another chunk it'll stop and that's why i think like having the having so, yeah it's like pulsing. you know exactly, yeah, exactly. They or do like the like bars the, yeah. The, yeah the slits that move yeah or you have a cool pulsing thing that shows it's still moving you could also what i've also done is um if you think about like the like end progress stuff kind of thing that like youtube uses mm -hmm. if you didn't want to do the pulsing thing you could basically give yourself a percentage or two. So, or maybe like, let's say you're, you need to move it by 10 basis points, right? 10, 10 percentage points. Uh, and so you, instead of going from, from like 10 to 20 at whatever, that would be, uh, two seconds, taking two seconds to go from 10 to 20. Maybe you take two seconds to go to 19 and then you have, and then you just do like a like a 10 second animation from like 19 to 20. You could do this with keyframes. So you could animate from like Ooh. you could basically do z uh, zero to like 19 to 20. And then for the times property, which is like how much time should pass between these, you could do like 99% like of the zero. way here. It's like null yes. 0.91. Yes, exactly. Because then it gets to 19 and then it just moves really slowly. So that would be another way to communicate to the user like progress is still happening. Cool. And, and I you might, see that a lot with the end progress. Before we even get to the 19, I might also get an update just, by that. Yes. And so, then you would restart the whole thing, which would be fine. So then it would jump. Yep. And that's fine too. And that's kind of like how the end progress thing works on like YouTube because it's basically like indeterminate in a sense. Yeah. Um, so that's another idea. I think cool. that would look pretty good. I've done that before and it looks pretty good. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a shot. The other would be like, uh, but I think the progress bars probably feels better. Um, but you could do like an S, you could do a countdown timer I, and you could jump it when every time you get more, like you update your Bayesian priors, right? So you like start with 30 
And then you get a thing that says, you know, yep. and so it's about 20 seconds, 19, 18, and then you update it each time. Um, so that's an option ah, too. Ah, ah, ah. So my, you can, oh, actually that, that's a real, that's, I think what I want. Cause I do, I was able to derive how much time is left. So I know there's two minutes left, so I could just have it. Okay. This is why I want, I knew you were going <laughs> to have an answer. So you're basically saying go from zero to a hundred over the course of two minutes. And then if I get an update at some point, you could do that. Yep. You I could just do that. update that animation, like slow down or you speed could do up. that. Now, the only thing is like, it, I wasn't saying that necessarily, but you could do that. If you just kicked off a linear animation from zero to a hundred and it took 20 seconds and then 10 seconds of the way through the thing, you get an update like and find out it's 15 seconds. You might have to do some work so it doesn't jump back. Okay. Right. Um, so you never want to see, yeah, you, never you wouldn't want to see, want to see it jump back. Backwards. That yeah. would be bad. So you could just pause, you could wait, you know, you could just stop it. But I was even saying like, you know, it has like two minutes remaining in the install or yep. whatever. So you could just, you could kick off a 20 second timer that starts going down and it says about 20 seconds left. And then you just either update it, you know, because people yep. are kind of used to saying, you know, when you go to Dropbox, and you upload, yeah, you the, the, yep. it says about two minutes remaining, but then sometimes it jumps to three minutes yep. or one minute, but it gives you a sense. It's a minute. It's not six. So depending on like what position the user's in and like what information you want to know, if 20 seconds is like, you might want to show something about that because that's pretty long. I do. I Yeah, yeah I do. Especially yeah. if you're generating like a giant batch. Yeah. It's 20 seconds per image. But exactly. So it might be images. nice to show a second or a minute yeah, yeah i do oh you do, I do okay. but it's not you don't I update just, it over time when no, you get the chunks i do update it but okay. it's not animated it's yeah, just, yeah, it yeah, literally gotcha. says like 5m gotcha. 30s and then it's yeah yeah you know, gotcha. 4m yeah mm -hmm. yep so so you could do that time with like uh you could even do, do like about five minutes about four minutes about three minutes and then like once you're under a minute go to like seconds left and you could do like a clock that fills in with the progress, which is basically just the same as a progress bar, mm -hmm. um, but some version of that. So, yeah. Cool. That'd be that, cool. Definitely That'd be a fun things. library to make. Um, what would you want? You'd want a headless version of this where you can pass in updates. Basically, the hardest part yeah, of all this is if you go past it and then configuring how you want to handle the in-between. How you want to go back. But it'd be cool to be able to get, receive the updates and then be able to do your own UI, whether you're doing a clock, like a, installing an app, yep. like a pie chart filling in, or a line. Um, but you could, in theory, have all those, but with a, like the chunk, with the messages coming from the back end. It'd be that's pretty a, cool. That's exactly what I want is that yeah. headless thing where I'm like, I'm yeah. at 0% yep. and there's five minutes left. Yep. And then I give it an update. I'm at 5% and there's three minutes left and it just. So what do you know at the beginning? The you're at 0% and you know, you just know through experience and history that it takes about 20 seconds no, or so, does the thing tell you something? So the way that these, these, the way this works is it steps through mm -hmm. different images mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it basically starts with a bunch of random noise mm -hmm. and then tries to pick gotcha. the next image that looks like your prompt gotcha and then it tells you okay from from getting that first step it took um I, what is it it's a it's a like i don't know 
40% of a second. I see. 400 milliseconds. I see. So, and then I basically get those updates. It's at different times, but I would say, um, yeah, every few seconds, maybe I get an update. Nice. Yeah. I think the API for this would be, you can give it a best guess starting value in terms of seconds remaining. So maybe, you know, because you're on your computer and you know how long it takes or the eight, like the, the API can tell you yep. the SDK or whatever, and you can pass it in. So it could be like a prop. Yep. And then every time you receive a chunk, chunk can update it with whatever information you have, which would be what percentage is done. And then if it has a, up, a better guess of how much time seconds are left, um, then you could update that. And then that hook basically would give you something that updates on an animation frame like a motion value a motion value yeah that updates on an animation frame and then you could bind that to a style or you could animate between those values or you could subscribe to on change really it's not it would be a hook and then so the hardest part is if you said okay we just got an update the percentage is 10 and the time is 30 seconds then let's just say let's just say it's 50 percent, and the time remaining is two seconds so you start up 100 zero percent time is four four seconds you get an update two seconds later that's two and 50 so it's spot on and then like five seconds pass so you you basically want you want this decaying behavior where you get closer you go from 50 and you go like halfway there and you realize like we might be in trouble and you basically just keep cutting it in half. Oh, that's and, interesting. Because and yeah. that, you know less and less. And now it's been one second. We're at 75. Like we're, we're, we're less confident because we didn't have an update. And then another second passes. You cut it in half. So you're at 87.5. There's like a project management joke in here. But yeah. No, really? A- yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last 80, 20% takes yeah. 80%. Um, that alone would be pretty cool. And then... Dude, that wouldn't be that bad. Also, just if we ever overshoot and it knows to pause and it doesn't ever move backwards, just having I don't think you would into- ever overshoot. I think the oh, way you do it is it. because you have the distance yeah, yeah. Yep. every time it passes. Um and it would use a duration. it could give you like a suggested duration too. Um maybe that would be included. That would probably be included. Honestly, you really just need to turn those numbers into a motion value that goes from zero to one in this way. Yep. And uh, it would just, it's built into the motion value how long it takes for it to go from zero to 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75 to eight. What, what is that? Uh, 12 and a half. So yeah, 875, right? Nine, three, whatever. And it's, it's, um, Right. So your initial yeah. prop is 0%. Best guess is it takes 10 seconds. So what do you get back? You get a motion value that takes five seconds to animate from zero to 0.5. Five seconds has passed. We don't have any more information yet. So now what does the motion value do? It, it then decays, decays it and it goes from 0.5 to 0.75 over not two and a half seconds, five seconds. Exactly. Really good. Exactly. Takes five seconds and, to go to most, 0.75. Most of the time we, we still don't know. know. So now we're going to take another five seconds not to go, you know, yep. 
you go half of that. The beautiful thing about this, though, is most of the time we're never going to hit that. Most of the time we are going to get an update exactly. and we're just going to get exactly. Right on so track. you get if 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 you get an update, if you're at you've taken two seconds to go point twenty percent, so you're at point two, and you get an update um, that says now we're fifty percent of the way done, um, and there's a couple of things you could do there in terms of the duration from that to the end. Cause you could either back it out from your initial guess, or you could use updated information to update your belief about how long it's going to take to go from 50 to hundred. But let's say we don't know anything else. Well, you told us it was going to take 10 seconds. It only took two seconds to get to 50. So now our best guess is it takes two seconds to get to a hundred. Yeah, that's most likely. So then you take one second to go to 75. You take another second to go to 87 and a half. You take a nut right until you hear it. So you could, you could build that and you literally get a motion value you could use to animate a circle, a line. I can pass that right into like the animate prop, right? You could literally pass it into the style prop. You do style equals and you do width colon progress dot value. And then with a percentage, because it would be a number from zero to one. Oh, right, 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 right. And that updates without the re-rendering and that just, okay, cool. You could add, you could use it for the path length on a circle, on a donut SVG that goes like this, mm. literally like the app store, um, thing. Oh, like, you know, the, yep, the yep. clock that fills up, um, you could use it for a bar. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Do you know that? That'd be app- pretty badass, dude. We should like, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool one to do. Another another situation where this came up, um, kind of the same class of problem, is I'm using your image gallery and I'm centering the image. Mm-hmm. But when I resize the window, mm-hmm. I want the image to move to its new position. Mm. So if you grab the corner of the window mm-hmm. and you drag at like constant velocity, uh-huh. zero acceleration, and then you let go, it just works. But that's not how you resize a window. Yeah. It's like when you grab it with the mouse, you like flick it. Yeah. So uh, the window size is constantly updating. So the image thinks that, okay, like the window just went from a thousand pixels to 990. So I need to like move myself to the center. What is it moving? It's because uh, in the, in the, in the course, we just use Flexbox for everything. It's, I think it's a layout. It's using layout animation. But the problem is, is that, it just looks funny because mm-hmm. if you start dragging and then you speed up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the animation, basically the oh, animation. Oh, it animates it. Yeah. It, it is. You, you must I use a layout animation. Yeah. I want to move yeah, it. Yeah, I want yeah, to yeah, move. Yeah. I don't want it to just jump. Yeah. To so you could do like, I haven't done a bunch of layout animations, um, but you could. Um, it's the same. It's kind of the same class of problem because I don't want the. No, you don't want to animate at all. You, you, you want the duration to be zero. So I was trying to think about using like a resize, use resize hook. So it's like if is resizing within the last whatever, yeah, 100 I was, milliseconds, I was going down, then I was, is resizing I was exactly, is true and duration is zero. I was exactly going down that That's road. what I think that would be my first guess. Because um, you don't actually want it to, you don't want it to, to animate there, while you resize. There are other spots where. You'd okay. want equivalently to having flex, align center, item, item center, justify center. And then you resize. What happens if you do that in, in CSS? It just, the browser is recalculating. It's, it's repainting. Every, it's already repainting the, the window. And so it's going to be repainting, recalculating okay. the position of all those things. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I wanted the image animated because I have some spots where 
you like zoom in and you zoom out because mm. there's like little parts of the image that might mm. be off and I want to oh, zoom cool. in to like check them. Uh, and so I was animating that, but then I also noticed that those animations were kicking in on resize, but I think it's okay. exactly what you said. Yeah, duration I, zero. I, I was going down that road of, of, uh, if the window's resizing, just turn yeah. like motion config turns everything off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I think I was just running into other stuff. I don't know. We can take a look mm-hmm. at it, but I, yep. it was like kind of the same class in that you have a value that's constantly updating and you don't know right. how it's going to change in basically the next right. read of it you get. So. Right, right, right. Cool. It's cool. fun, man. So it's yeah. an awesome library. Yeah. It's... I was just pairing with someone today and um, I was doing like the infinite scrolling thing. I hadn't done that yet. And it was like super easy to do. You know, you just do a little math. I remember when I like was using frame motion last year sometime when I was like newer to it and I was like trying to move things and I kept getting confused and then you realize you can just use like 100% everywhere strings on properties like X and Y, you know? So uh, then it's like you need an infinite list to, to just scroll. You just do it and then at the end you can click it right back. So if you have mm-hmm. two of them, you just do it right here and then you just oh, go yeah, right yeah. here and you just repeat the, in- the animation by infinity that's it it's like so easy it's like literally animate x negative 100 percent um and then repeat infinity and you just render the list twice because then the viewports in the first version of the list and then the second one starts showing up and then once you get here it basically just pushes it you know I was there's probably a cool way to do it with like exit and enters and stuff, but that was like a super easy way to do it. So you render two lists. You render and, two lists and you update them in a apps. row, and then you just shift the container by a hundred percent. You just literally animate the container by a hundred percent, and then if you put transition repeat infinity, mm-hmm. then as soon as it finishes, it starts over again from the first from the first value, which is zero. That's literally all you have to do. I think there's like a CSS animation effectively the same thing. When you put like, you could basically do the same thing, you know, keyframes from zero to hundred percent with infinity repeat. But this is cool because you already have state. And so if you want to like hover and pause it, you just, you just do that. You just hover and you set some state and then you like adjust the transitions. Ah, so you have a thing scrolling in the background. Yeah. Like you move your mouse over to yeah, click on to it. To stop something. on it. Exactly. Yeah. Or there's a, there, so you can obviously do all that stuff, which is great because you're just already in JavaScript land. Well, well, you don't have to toggle classes or anything like that. You just, you know, it's all right there. Wait, I have a question. So there's, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm, I, like I said, I'm using it as like the fifth time I saw this. I'm using the yeah. image gallery. When I get to the last image and I go to the next, I reset the container all the way back to yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Should I just render the list well, of images I would, twice so you can just... Uh, you just kind of... Swoop and you go back. Yeah, because it's... Yeah. What, it, what does it do? It like updates the X position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it basically moves the window yep. mm-hmm. over the... It's like it's, the container just yep. is sliding. So you have like a known number of images. Exactly. It's like an easy way to do it, you know. But um, you could... You could... A couple of things you could do... Um, you don't really want to render it twice. I guess if you have a lot of images, yeah, I don't. You could. <laughs> so if you really want to be, if I was like building this for like a production, like and it was like had to deal with an unknown number of images. Basically, what we did with Hassan with the next site because he took the code from the demo, which had like a fixed number of images, and he wanted it to truncate and mm-hmm. not render images that weren't visible. So if you were going to do this fully dynamic, 
you would calc you would use the width of the photo, the width of the viewport, calculate how many images are shown, pull that from the array, right? Yep. So you would take a subset of the array of images, and instead of switching the container, you do animate and exit, enter and exit animations. Gotcha. So you would calculate the just... offset. Each one would get something, and uh, they would slide. Yep. If they are no longer in the new set, then they slide off to the left or whatever based yep. on the direction. And then once you get to the, you just use mod. So yep. let's say you have a set of 10 images, you get to 11. Whether you show that it's just, it's just index yep. mod 11. It's, it's basically like you have your array, you have your array of all your images yep. and then you have a derived yeah, array exactly. of like on screen. And that's actually, exactly. Yeah. That's actually better too, because then you can think about it in like terms of like data structure yeah. without worrying about the viewport stuff or yeah. any of that stuff. The and viewport would only be needed to know how, how big, big the, the, how big the, the second, derived array is. The view should yeah. be. Yeah. But cool. Yep. So it could be like nine, 10, one, two, three would be like one of your derived things. And you yep. would just, so that'd be like the most robust way to do it, but it's definitely more complicated, which cool. is why, like, if you know, I have a limited set, you just do the container. So easy. Also, oh, dude, if you think about how hard the, so this is also hard do you remember us doing the calendar? Yeah. Well, I actually, and I the infinite into, months. I ran into it's, that. Yeah. It's the same thing. So now think about it. If you have an infinite monthly calendar and you have a mini map the way you do on iOS and you're doing enter and exit animations, but then I look at the mini map and I go from October, like last year is July, right? Right now we're only showing two, uh, two months because that's what's in the viewport. So from that, example we were just talking about it's just the two months that you just recreate and add and remove but now if you want to scroll to these two months you have to render everything in between and scroll the whole way so you could do it but in the photo gallery from the course everything's already rendered so you literally don't you get all that behavior for free we yeah. add the thumb strip and you go from 10 to 1 the whole thing just slides because the active index times a hundred percent already accounts for all of that. Is a thumb strip what you call the like, little, yeah, the the little viewer? Yeah, the little viewer, like yeah. the little thumbnails. Yep. The thumbnails on the bottom. Oh, oh okay. On the okay, bottom. Okay, okay. I'm just saying if you skip photos to have the, the the animation both work and be interruptible in that case. I mean, imagine coding an interruptible animation that you go from October to last July, and then while that's happening, you now need to jump to you know, next June or something. Mm -hmm. So if you have to render those months in between right, in both right, times, right, right. preserve like the velocity when you animate the container in the months in, in the photo gallery case and you interrupt it, if you're using a spring animation, which we do frame motion preserves the velocity and the acceleration, all those stateful aspects of the transition being used for you. So it's interruptible. So that's why if you can get away with that, it's like a cool. lot better to do that. Yeah. I think like one of the largest sets I rendered with the gallery might've been 400, 500 yeah, images. I would, and I it was probably, totally, yeah. totally fine. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, the other thing I was going to say about the scrolling case is, um, not the scrolling case, but the infinite scroll, like the infinitely moving thing where you have the two sets or whatever the, the he has an example on his site where why you might want to do this in frame of motion instead of just slapping a css animation first is because if you want to interact with javascript at all so any sort of interaction where you hover or click on it you move your mouse close and it stops so you can click on it he has one where 
you have these two versions of like the frame motion logo kind of all next to each other, just infinitely scrolling like this, right? They're just going like this. And then as you scroll, if you scroll, the momentum makes them move faster and then the scroll stops and they slow down. So oh. you're scrolling and they like go, and then you change direction scrolling and they start and going the other way. So like you scroll and it goes like this. Wow. And he has a use animation, use, use like animation frame or something like that where dude, it's crazy. Like what you can do when you compose these things is nuts. And like some of those examples are still like when you, when you, whenever you first look at them are, they're just wild. Right. Like I remember the first time I looked at the photo gallery last year when we were looking at that Remember the one where the really yeah. cool one he has, it was like inscrutable, but like, you know, you, you just have to stare at it long enough, but this one has a use scroll. So it gives you a motion value. But the motion value doesn't just give you the, the, the position in the document that the, the document has been scrolled. It gives you things like the second, the derivative of position. So it gives you the, the momentum oh. and the velocity. It gives you momentum values. So you can see the change. So you know the, cha you the change and the change of the yep. change, right? And he has a use animation function. It's basically like an effect, but it's like on every render frame that he uses to adjust the velocity of the marquee lines based on the additional momentum from the scroll. <laughs> it's That's pretty so crazy. Cool. This is like bringing back it's to pretty like crazy. high school physics. No, you totally. Have like, you have what time, velocity, right. acceleration. Right, right. And you, you take the derivative of the next. Yeah. Yep, because if you scroll it, you only care about when it's moving. So you only care about the change of position, which I guess is the acceleration, right? The yeah, change in velocity is the acceleration. Yeah. Yep. So like you can be a third of the way down the page or two thirds, and if you're stopped, they're both going to be the marquee is going to be moving at the same rate but if as you go between them is when the acceleration changes so basically he's adding and removing the delta to acceleration um each each yeah yeah the delta to acceleration which would be i guess a third derivative of position um it's really cool yeah it's super cool yeah it's pretty crazy dude it's 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 and it's like it's also like 10 lines of code you know it's just pretty sweet so um that just made me think of that when cool. you were talking about one of, one of those things. But yeah, man, cool stuff. It's like a ever, that's a cool thing. It's low level enough that it is, um, yeah, it's like learning, like you were saying trig or, or a geometry or something, because that's what's so nice about it. It's like tailwind in that sense, right? Where you're not learning how, or, you know, you're not learning how to make this, um, well, like a bootstrap well and all the ways I can customize it. I'm learning how to build a well on my own or anything else that I'll need. Right. In the same way with frame of motion, it's like, wait, there's no chart. There's no like frame of motion dot chart dot create, you know? No, it's because you learn how to build a chart or a resizable panel or whatever, you know? So mm -hmm. cool stuff. Dude, it's awesome. It, it is really cool that, you know, I said that like, I just add these animations to like elements. Like if I'm animating a list, I add animate presence and exit yeah. animation it's really cool that I can just like, I can kind of like brain dead do that. Yeah. Just animate presence, opacity yeah. scale. Yep. Um, but then you can also get into the really advanced stuff that you're talking about. Yep. It's not like you kind of can choose like go deep or yes. just stay like surface level. I actually think it is a similar problem with Tailwind that I've seen folks talk about um, is when they first learn it, it's like, well, okay, I'm not like a designer bootstrap and material are nice because they give me all this stuff out of the box and that was one of the reasons i loved it 
because right. I can just say button. Yeah, exactly. And I get a well-designed button that like looks great on my all devices when it's hovered and focused. And um, to do that requires like, well, it requires a sense of like taste and design acumen that a lot of people don't have. And so, but that's not the problem that Tailwind was designed to solve. So when people were comparing Tailwind to like Bootstrap and other stuff like that, it was actually like, that was a friction point, right? But then you have like libraries that make components out of Tailwind, right? That are like solving that problem. Makes me think of like frame or motion. There's, I think there's, you know, D3 did a great job in their community of like making examples because D3 is the same class of library that is low level. It doesn't give you a D3 dot chart. It gives you the things you need, the primitives you need to make a chart, but sometimes it can be overwhelming or hard to think about what next, what should I do next? So Mike Bostock, the creator, he made this like blocks website. It was like, super, it's like still super popular. And uh, I think it would be pretty cool to have something like that for frame of motion, you know? Uh, I think there's a lot of room for a gallery of like pre-built things, both for idea generation and for people to actually like just crib and, and make their own, you know, because there's, there's just so, because the primitives are so low level, people don't realize, even I don't realize, right. I see, I see new stuff. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never thought, but that's yeah, just use that, scroll yeah. plus use animation frame or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty interesting. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if there was, Code sandbox is like, it's just hard. It's, we do our demos and we link to it and it's like hard. It's, it's like, like the, the, the blocks thing. Have you ever seen blocks yeah, yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. It's just so perfect. If, if you're, <laughs> I'm just my, my, my use case here is I go to blocks, I get inspired and then I just turn to you and say, <laughs> how, how do I do this? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's blocks like bl.ocks. Yeah, I think that's the website and you can just see all sorts of stuff with D3. And it was nice because it wasn't like, how do I run this? It was, it only let you have one file, which was a nice, healthy constraint because it meant if I saw a visualization I looked at that I liked, then I knew all the code was right there. And there was a culture of making sure that it wasn't like 800 line file, right? It was like digestible or whatever. And he also spent a ton of time making tons of examples and sharing them. So, you know, code sandbox is a general purpose tool and it's like booting up, blah, blah. It wasn't, this was instant. You load it, yeah. instantly see it. Um, he has this new version of it now, observable, which is like even crazier. But I think something like that for frame motion could be awesome. Um, you know, um, maybe observable. I wonder if you could do this in observable because you can like import NPM packages and observable is made to be like shared. It's visual. It has, ways to annotate and explain the code might be really interesting to try to do a frame of motion demo and observable because it's just it's hard when you have all the file tree and you're running a next cert you don't need to do all that stuff yeah it's all client side anyways you, you know what i mean um yep that'd be pretty interesting yeah we don't the, we don't need the server aspect so you don't need the container right and that's right. the stuff that causes friction exactly so you want to make it easy to copy. That's like what you want to optimize for. And, um, yeah, I was just, I, my last thought was just like, if I was the, you know, um, maintain, not the maintainer, but if, if I was, if my job was to lead the community and frame of motion, get people excited about it and using it more, there's nothing more 
inspiring than an example for visual stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would do is like figure out the best way to share examples and to let other people in the community share examples in exactly the same way. So that every time, if I see a cool, if I make a cool frame of motion animation, then I know where to, sh- how to share it and where to share. I'm not like code sandbox, stack blitz, what yeah. are the other repolit, whatever. There's like a million of them. Right. And, um, and then they are also discoverable in that way too, because the blocks, you could like find other people's blocks. Super and they would have user pages for their blocks. I, I don't want you to see all of my random code demos from everything. Right, I want right, you to right, see right. my frame of motion examples right. that have a visual preview that animate when you hover over them. Is You know what I mean? That'd yep. be an awesome, awesome website. It's interesting thinking, like, as you're describing this, I'm thinking back to basically my last few weeks of, of building, like, these apps with yeah. animation. And it's definitely, like, I had watched all your videos before, so I had, like... um Kind of like, okay, I know this is possible. I know right. this is possible. Right. And then when I would want to implement that, I'd go to the video, but I wouldn't watch a video. I would command F, find the part, because the, the summaries are good. So I would find the part, read like any, like whatever your commentary on it was. But then I would immediately open the code sandbox mm-hmm. and grab the code. Mm-hmm. And I'd paste the mm-hmm. code into my app. Yep. I wouldn't like look for the section of code. I would just grab all the code, yeah. paste it in my app, and then start tweaking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so funny. That's like, exactly what uh, the my pair today did as well. And I was like, "Oh, let's do it by let's do it piece by piece." But. If she, that's just what she did by, by herself. And that's what people do by themselves. Well, cause you, you know, you, you want to start with a working example ex- and you connect it to the, you already have the context for what it looks like and then you tweak it. But that's something else that sandbox doesn't encourage very well because you can't just copy a single chunk of code and expect it to work necessarily. So that is the beautiful thing about the single page. You do that all the time with D3. You copy everything in that page, even if it has imports or script tags or whatever it was at the time, it would work because it was all self-contained. So. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. That'd be really, that'd be really cool. Be fun little weekend project. Yeah. And I think, I think a gallery, just like, it's like code pen. Code pen is made for like HTML and CSS people, you know, mm-hmm. like really CSS people to show off their work. Like I know David Korshid has like all of his code pens there. And it's cool because he has other demos of stuff that he does with XDate or whatever, but his like CSS puppy dogs and all those are on his like code pen page. You see a visual, you know, they're visual. So, um, it'd be pretty sweet to have something like that for just for frame of motion. Cool. I'm always curious, like how big the frame of motion community is, you know what I mean? And like how many people use it and stuff. Twitter, the for you tab, like shows you different things now. Okay. And, uh, cause I usually just go to my like following tab, but since they surface that, I click on that sometimes if I'm running out of stuff and I, you know, I'm wasting time on Twitter. And sometimes I see like more framework stuff from people I've never followed. Maybe Matt liked it or something like that. And uh, there's people doing like, there's just cool stuff that people are doing. So it'd be, it would be neat to just see that. But I'm always curious, like how many people use it. Cool. It's, I mean, stuff. it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, again, I'm mostly just do surface level stuff. But yeah. It's easy. And once you learn a few things, like it makes your, so it makes your apps look good. Oh, it definitely like, does. It makes your apps oh, yeah. look and feel good. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. Yeah. It'd be even fun to have like folders or, or like collections, you know, lists, like every way I could think to animate an uh, email inbox, like a, a list of items or something like that. Anyways, that'd be fun. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think that was a fun little topic. I say we uh, wrap it up here and uh, anything we want to talk about or... I guess 
we'll probably have some more stuff to talk about in terms of what videos we're working on for build UI next very soon. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Hey everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye. Thank you.